0: Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Blake
1: and the Pork. Blake and the Pork! Blake and the Pork! It's Raiders Review with Blake and the
0: Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm Blake and there is no pork this week. We don't know where Pork is. He was last seen driving around from just drive to drive through to drive through round Canberra looking for the best fill of fish I hear but uh I am joined once again all the way from LA Hollywood Hills uh none other, Matthew Hollywood Heather Lenevez. how are you Matthew?
2: I'm really good mate it's a pleasure to be here once again after another win we beat the bunnies the the uh, Jason Dimitriou South Sac bunnies it's a super great weekend to be a Raiders fan we have our our newest State of Origin player starting for us this weekend. I mean, this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hutter Young, who might be in the news with maybe a new signature signing, and it's super exciting. But my well wishes and condolences go out to the Pork. He's out in some um, pastor land somewhere, probably taking care of some of his family. So we miss you, Pork. We love you, and we hope um, that everyone that you know gets
0: well soon, mate. First ever episode, um, so I think this is episode 116. First ever episode I've recorded that we've recorded the show that hasn't had both myself and the pork in it. So it's 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 a first. Um, other bit of bit of news, of course, is um, by the time you hear this show, stay of origin probably will have happened. So we're recording this Wednesday lunchtime afternoon our time 8 p.m. Matthew's LA West Coast time. Pacific West Coast Pacific time. But, uh, yeah, by the time you hear this, State of Origin's probably been done with us. So we won't talk too much about it. We'll, just, we'll move on to the um, Canberra Raiders news. Big news coming out. of There was a couple of big things came out of that game against Souths. Obviously, a, a wonderful victory. You know, I, I said last week on on this show that sometimes it's um, darkest before the dawn. It's interesting. Probably our two best um, wins of the season, beating Souths away and beating Brisbane away, have both come on the back of, you know, very disappointing home performances. it's funny routine that can sort of you know perform badly in one week and then you know just find so much um resolve and 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 strength to to go out there and put on such an impressive performance. And also, I think you know in some ways it almost seems that certain teams match up you know better against other teams. We've had a pretty good record against Souths in recent not great times. though.
2: not great. I mean we've had a, a decent record, but Souths have actually got got us over it. I I remember, Watching a game that uh, Sammy Williams destroyed South Sydney at Acor Stadium, it might have been called Homebush back then. But yeah. you know, as 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 fans, we look at the we look at the the ladder and and the fixture list, and we might have chalked off the Manly game about a month ago, and and then leading into State of Origin, we might have thought, oh, you know, the bunnies are going to win this one. So to to slip on a banana peel last weekend against the Tommy Turbo um, led Sea Eagles, who actually have an amazing record against us. So to turn around and win a game, the Damian Cook, you know, Cody Walker and Matangi. Colin Matangi Colin was fantastic in yeah. that game. Oh my God. Yeah. He's such a football player. And to be able to win that game, and we'll get into it later, but you know, the adversity that happened in the in the late 64th minute or whatever, mm. it's it's a credit to our side and and the amount of shuffling that our forward pack had to do and then our back line in that first half. I'm I'm super proud of this win as much as probably any this season. it's
0: It's been an incredible game. Can I say one thing, though? Uh, it was proved on the weekend against South Sydney, the Blake and the Pork curse. Uh, it's true. Yeah. It's <laughs> in full effect. <laughs> Look, against Manly, we bagged um, Ben Condon and Brad Parker. They bad scored tries. Then who did we bag last week? Jed, Jed Cartwright. Garra. And I said, put money on Jed Cartwright to score a try. Do you know that was the first ever try he's actually scored in his career? After 30 games <laughs> or something, that was the first. And he can thank... Blake and the pork, the mock.
2: The fact that you can get a um, meat pie on Jed Cartwright and Ben Condon in two weeks is phenomenal. So whoever, when the team list comes out, if there's someone that's played six
0: games this weekend, put your money on them because it's... Uh, you know who I'm putting the mock on this week? Who? Hey. Alex Twal. Over 100 first grade games. He's never scored a try. I think this is his week. I think this right. is the yeah. week you can score on against the Raiders. If Alec Twiles
2: scores a try, uh, I'll do next week's Blake at the Pork podcast completely nude. That's ridiculous, <laughs> Alex Twiles. Alec, Alex Twiles not scoring a try. He's
0: come close. He's have you seen the amount of times he's sort of just been? He's he's a bit like Emre Gula. He just almost gets there and doesn't doesn't. Don't perform. don't knock my Emre. I love a bit of Emre. We should mention our sponsors, which um the Pork normally talk, takes care of um the dubious sport of the greenhouse. Once again, you know they're still sticking with us. Check out the greenhouse, Um, It's the best source for all your Raiders information. Uh, Land Speed Records, of course, we're coming to you from a filthy storeroom that may be located at the back of Land Speed Records, but I can't say for sure. And of course, Audio Technica, this microphone, uh, the headphones, et cetera, all the wonderful um, audio gear supplied by Audio Technica. If you're looking to get into podcasting, uh, why not? Everyone else has got a podcast, you know, start up another Raiders one. I think it could only be down. to, Oh no, there's I think there's five at the moment, so it's always room for one more, though. Always room for one more. Yeah, and uh, Impact Comics. So Impact Comics is the always... news. So let's go into the news. Um, I guess the big sort of news, the two sort of big news items coming out of the game on the weekend. Um, but the one we'll talk about first is Corey Hardaway and Naira, uh, and the seizure Stafford on the field. I mean that was you know terrible and 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 shocking and really like nothing. You know any of us had had seen before he's um, at this stage, he's still undergoing, he was admitted to hospital on the night, but he got released that night. He's undergoing scans. Um, the club are saying he's out for at least four to six weeks. I mean, could be longer than that, who knows. And they're trying to work out, you know, at this point, what actually caused the seizure. Um, one thing they're looking at is, you know, although he didn't suffer uh, a major knock in that game and he was having a great game. I've got to say too, he looked really good. Um, yeah. He did have a few little sort of minor knocks, which could have, you know, apparently um, triggered uh, the seizure. And the other thing they're still saying is a possibility is that might be virus-induced, but I don't know about that one. Wow. It's funny, like, he he put out a post on social media thanking um,
2: all of the support that he had, thanking the medical staff, both teams, and uh, I'm I'm really proud of our club. You know, at, at a time when that game meant more to our club than, you know... Um, and those two points then you know most games for a while we just come off a loss we put it and South Sydney to their credit we we put um his health and and his privacy at that moment above anything else and and led by a few of his close mates Rapina, um and a few other players they surrounded him and and then the staff were able to do what they needed to do and and then by the end of the uh the night they were able to escort him off the field and and then to see his message the next day where he spoke really clearly, it's, it's just, it just makes you really proud, not only of um, the Canberra Raiders, but of the rugby community. And, and I'm, I, you know, I love uh, CHN. I have since he joined, joined the club and I, I, I hope that he has, he gets to play a hundred first grade games for us, but I'm I'm just so proud of the way that the Canberra Raiders dealt with that adversity. And then the way that the boys bounce back and to see Ricky run down to the field and, and care for him. It's just a really, a really cool thing to um to be a part of and to witness and yeah and and to know that he's and to know that he's going to be okay. And that he had the good care and he got to go to a great hospital, Westmead Hospital, which is you know has some of the the greatest doctors in all of Sydney. It's it's a really cool thing. So um yeah, we we send our well wishes to C H N and all his family and anyone that's listening. You know um
0: um we care about you as well. So. Mm. At the time, did you sort of when it happened, and sort of all the players were standing around? You wondered, like, what's how they're going to be able to play after this? They're going to be able to get into the game. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, they had some sort of close-ups of players' faces, which probably was a little bit um gratuitous. I thought. But you saw like Albert Hopewadi, and he just looked absolutely shocked. It's tough,
2: right? Because it was twenty minutes. It was it was a long time, yeah. and 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 then and then the bunnies scored straight after. Just about they got that that um, captain's challenge overturned and they scored and they went mm-hmm. ahead and you started to wonder how could this team come back? And the fact that we did, and then Rapina, um had that head knock, which was ridiculous and he had to go off and it's, it, it just shows so much character about the club. And, and then if you, if you get the chance to watch Ricky's press conference, they speak for 10 minutes about CHN and they speak about the importance of the community. And, and it, it just goes to show you how special um the Canberra Raiders are you know they it's professional sport and i know all the i know rugby league's very special i know all the clubs have a, a close bond with their players but there's something very unique about the Raiders and the way that we try and care for our own and what Ricky's trying to build there and and it was really evident in that experience and and the fact that our team could come back from seeing one of their best mates going through what would be the most horrific thing they've ever seen on the football field then to go behind and have the ability to come back and win the game is just—it's,
0: I mean, that's season-defining in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Look, they are—they are a very um, close-knit bunch. And you see, you know, the Raiders—it is like a big country town team in that they do spend a lot of time, you know, socializing and hanging out together. And a lot of Sydney clubs, you know, people live all over different parts of Sydney, and they drive in and they yeah. drive out, and that sort of spend as much time together. But I mean, I work in the city, which is right next to the Raiders headquarters. Yeah. You see the players hanging out together, you know getting coffee or going shopping or whatever it is all the time it's always actually mm-hmm. interesting you see who sort of hangs out, hangs with out with yeah
1: <laughs>
0: rapper apparently is the one that it's he's the one that's friends with everyone you know you see him with, <laughs> with all different well anyway, so, yeah nothing but um best wishes for, for Corey. hopefully you know it's all sorted out but ultimately there are more important things than football and... yeah mate, get well soon buddy you'll be back Alrighty, So then the next bit of news um, to come out of that game, of course, was uh, Croker's 300th game will not be happening this week at Campbelltown. There'll be no Pork the Tigers. Bus. Yep. No. You know, people are saying, I oh, had Pork already booked the bus? And I was like, he's a Canberra public service. He, all he does <laughs> is talks about doing things. Yeah, no offense <laughs> to the, the one or two public servants out here, that listening that might actually do things. But he's, he's always, he's all talk. Yeah, Pork's oh, not yeah, booking we, 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 Pork's not anything. <laughs> we're in negotiations to book a bus. It's like, what is that actually what have you actually done? Have you actually rung a bus company and book a bus? Because that's that's basically what it involves. Yeah.
1: Anyway. So glad there was, no, there was
0: no bus. There was no bus.
2: Because we we're not we're not gonna get, we're gonna drive up the uh, Hume Highway to watch Harley Smith Shield's fifteenth game in first grade, are we, ladies and gentlemen? We're gonna buy tickets to watch Toots play his three hundredth in Canberra against the Warriors Saturday week.
0: I think it is. Um, Harley Smith Shields be... isn't playing, for one thing. And uh, wait thing, and see. Wait yeah, and see. Well, true. And the other thing is, um is I hadn't. We hadn't actually bought our tickets yet. But if I bought my tickets, I still look wouldn't mind going because it's any like road trip to Raiders game. You always have a great time.
2: Yeah, you do. and You Campbell- always have
0: a great time. Well, Campbelltown
2: Campbelltown's not a happy hunting ground for us.
0: You know, no. you think back. You
2: think back to the COVID. Benji massacres or the COVID. When South Sydney, the Dylan Walker game, where he
0: scored, you know, three, three nights, tries. We lost two there as well, didn't we? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of bad ones there. And uh, I just remember that terrible field. Oh, it's so sandy.
2: But that was when they were playing so many games there during COVID. Yeah. Who knows what the state of the field is right now. But one thing we do know is the state of most West Tigers fans is they're all up in arms thinking that, you know, the Canberra Raiders are dis- dishonouring the great club of the West Tigers by not playing the saviour, yeah. Jared Croker. Yeah. I mean, well, that's come Okay,
0: on. so that's the thing is that, you know, the decision's been made to rest Jared. So he will be playing his 300th game at GIO Stadium, not at Campbelltown. Um, it's funny because I actually asked the club about a month ago, were there any plans to rest Jared? Yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I was, I was told, no, absolutely not. There's no plans. We'll just do something, um, you know, back in Canberra for his what would be his 301st against the Warriors. Uh, but obviously things change who knows you know he's he's maybe he's a bit banged up anyway but ultimately nah, um but they not just they they foresaw that like if you look at the press
2: conference with ricky they had a board meeting about it yeah the board was who decided and you know that brings into a whole another conversation <laughs>
0: about ticket sales someone else. someone brought out one of those charts in the boardroom and i was this like, projection this is, projection. <laughs> yeah. this is how
2: Harry much plays money it. we can make if we play obviously yeah
0: obviously they will make a lot more money if the game's played in Canberra. I mean the three hundred first maybe that would have been you know pretty big anyway but you know hopefully they'll get a crowd of of twenty five thousand and if it's a crowd of twenty five thousand as opposed to you know maybe twelve or thirteen against the Warriors could be half a million dollars extra to the club you know so it's it's a it's a big which is huge a, yeah, it's a big difference it's a big and difference
2: as a club, I'm sure especially a club outside of Sydney outside of that primary marketing yeah. You know, you know, market, every $100,000 is probably worth, you know, half a competition point. So if you if you can rate, and and we've had to lose a lot of money with COVID. We've had to, you know, give away a lot of games. And mm. and one of the other things that you often see probably twice a year in a Canberra Times article is, you know, the, the agreements that we make with the New South Wales state government, we take games away and GIO now complain about that because they get less they
0: get less revenue and this is so actually what happens is they get so the Raiders might if they go to Wagga they might get some money from like Wagga and New South Wales government mm-hmm. but in turn I think that the it used to be the case I'm not sure if it still is the ACD government would sort of withhold a bit of their money yeah exactly so the ACD government pays the Raiders two and a half million a year and they pay uh I've looked this up actually just yesterday so they pay the Raiders two and a half million they pay the Brumbies one and a half million less games um they pay uh, the GWS two and a half million for three games, as opposed to same as the Raiders, but only three oh, games. But they do insane. get to put, they get to put a little CBR logo or something on there. That is that is on, absurd on their, on their jumper. But you know the really crazy one I heard in all this, and maybe you know it employs more people. Would be the argument. Everything else, the um, Canberra Racing Club, the race course gets seven million a year from the government.
2: Well, that's so, like getting... more than
0: more than all the football teams combined. And you know, you know, you know what that tells you, I mean, you, ladies and gentlemen. If you
2: need to make a bet, bet on the Raiders because they <laughs> need your punting money. But no, nah, like obviously uh, you know, the powers that be have decided for um for Jared and for his family and, and also for the club that we want to get as many people as we can uh next weekend to watch him play against the Warriors and and he like um Blake was alluding to earlier, he might be carrying a niggle and you know it's it's just so great that grade one shiner. Grade one shot. You see him yeah, after the It was a grade two, but it was a grade two by the end of the game. All but right, yeah. he's 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 what? He's our second podman to make three hundred.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the that's... only other person that's played 300 uh, that I can think of is Ruben Wiki, but he played, you know, probably 250 for the Raiders and then um, 60, another 60 odd or whatever it was at the Warriors. So
2: what about Jason Kroger? What so did he, he played 300, 315
0: yeah. or 16 or Yeah, so right. Jason's Jason's our first and then Jared's yeah. our second. Yeah. So and they're that's... only distantly related, in case you're wondering. Nah. Uh, and yeah. um, one's it's... from Crookwell, one's from Goulburn.
2: Yeah, they're slightly close to each other, but that's mm. honestly, if if you're not doing anything, get out there
0: and support him. It's going to be a really special day. And if uh, you... get your tickets, get there early. Like six o'clock Friday games are difficult to get to at the best of times, just because you you're in the middle of all the peak hour traffic. So like, leave work extra early. I think it's good. I mean, people are blowing up up in arms saying, you know, disrespecting uh, Tigers, or they're saying, you know, that all these wins have come on the back of of um, Jared being back in the team. And yeah, you should always put forward your best team every week. And there's been all these arguments, but look, there's actually precedent to rest a player. Billy yeah. Slater was actually rested so that he could play at the start of the 2018 season. I know he was returning from serious injuries. As was as is, you know, Jared Croke in a lot of ways this year, but um, they actually didn't play him round one at away. A I think it was in Sydney, and they held him back so he could play his three hundredth in Melbourne against the West Tigers. And you know what happened in that game? In yeah, that Tigers, actually, they actually lost. <laughs>
2: you texted me that earlier, but it, it's it's very simple. We're we're a very proud club that's been in the competition for forty one years. This is our second ever player to make three hundred games. He should celebrate it at home. Yeah, it's
0: and. We're making, and... we're, we're making a big deal about it. And I think that, you know, I think that's, that's a good thing. We are really, absolutely. Because there are a bunch of different reasons. I mean, I don't really remember Jason Croker's 300th. Do you remember Jason Croker's 300? I Of mm. all the sort of things I remember as a kid, I remember Mel Meninga's last game yep. really well. I remember Ruben Wicky's last game. Cause he, there weren't that many people. It was against the Rabbitohs actually. There weren't that many people there, but he went all right around the crowd in mm. tears the whole time. Um, it was also John Manahan's last game for going to the Roosters as well, but no, yeah. I'm just too upset. <laughs> They're more angry at him than upset. Uh, what else do I remember? Alan Tung's last game. I remember Tongies. I remember.
2: I do remember Maus, obviously, because it's a grand final. Yeah. And obviously, 89. Um, it's a very specific game. Uh, I, I just think for a club that prides itself and has really put a lot of effort and energy into the last decade about trying to build a culture, and any, any player that signs with us, they talk about, culture they talk about you know you walk through the halls now at the center of excellence and the jersey that you're wearing and, and you know even just think about what that that um the heritage game earlier in this year meant to the players when they started talking about oh they got to meet certain players that wore the number 12 or you know wore number nine and and this is that this is exactly what that is and and we're actually we're putting more blood sweat and tears into the jersey and we're actually allowing our fans to support jared and you know, it's we're not we're not losing a member of our spine. You know, Jared's potentially carrying a bit of a niggle as well, and yeah, of course we've got a few injuries out of the last week or two. But uh, you know, his goal kicking has been amazing. But I also I, I'm a hundred percent behind Ricky, and I I agree with the decision that they've made. I don't think it's just disrespectful at all, and I, I I look forward to the celebration that is next weekend.
0: And and like Ricky said in the presser, I hope we get um, a record crowd. You
2: know, yeah,
1: and-
0: it'd be great twenty five thousand. I mean. Also, the other thing is, three hundred is you know people say, oh, the, all these other players, three hundred wasn't as big a deal for them, and but he hasn't, you know, he's played in one grand final, but he hasn't played Origin, he hasn't played Test match, he hasn't. This is like you know the biggest sort of thing in his career, and and, and, and three hundred is a big deal for this kid, man. Yeah. Like he yeah. he
2: he he was never going to play first grade again. His coach no. wanted him to retire. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. this is this yeah. is worth this is everything that this could mean to this young man and his family should be celebrated. It's an incredible achievement. I grew up, and we we might get into State of Oregon chat later because I'm I'm completely torn. And the game was played last night, so who knows what happened. (laughs) But I grew up wanting to play rugby league. I grew up wanting to play for New South Wales. And I didn't even sniff playing a game of Canberra Raiders juniors, let alone first grade. And here's a man that made it and was our greatest ever centre and then through injury was told, you're done. And then got back and yeah. all of us pundits saying he shouldn't be there and I'm one of the first to put my hand up saying yeah. he shouldn't be picked. And now the fact that he's made it, it's just phenomenal and he should celebrate it with every one of his family and and it should be at home and it's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be an amazing weekend next weekend.
0: And, and, and I was going to go regardless, we were going to go up to, to Campbelltown, but look this way, you know, my son's coming to the game. There'll be a million kids there. Exactly. And, and this will be a big, you know, memory for them. And, and I hope you look at these sort of milestone things and these sort of like, you know, are the things that sort of cement you, your Raiders fandom when you think back of, you know, being a Raiders supporter and going to the games and stuff, this, this will stick in the mind of, of a lot of kids. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we get the result because, um, it's no guaranteed two points against the Tigers. There's certainly no guaranteed two points against the Warriors at home either, because we've they've really struggled with them recently. Oh, both teams are playing great. Tigers have won three yeah. of the last four. The Warriors are they're one of the
2: informed teams of in the competition. They haven't lost a game by more than eight points in the last six weeks. So they're yeah.
0: they're a tough yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, so
2: it's it's worth it.
0: One thing I was considering actually was um, and I saw someone bring this up on on Twitter, so I actually ran a poll: Who do you think Matthew should blow the Viking horn? <laughs> I'm not sure about your polls, firstly, Blake. Let's... <laughs> I'll get on to we'll... another poll in a second. Yeah, I'm sure you will. you should blow the Viking horn at game 300 uh, for Jared Croker? Before I uh, go into the poll, who would you, just off the top of your head, who would you I like? Ha- I haven't seen your poll, but I would say okay. Jason Croker, the last three. Jason Croker, 50% of the, the voters, 50%. Terry, I only had four options. You can only have four op- options on Twitter polls. But I had Terry Campisi next option, Yeah, 20%. Todd Carney. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know he and Jared are like are great mates. They're like, I don't care,
2: <laughs> Jess. Todd's
0: <laughs> not blowing the horn. Well, I think that would be awesome. I think it's about time that we rehabilitated Todd Carney and we brought him back into the fold. I'd like to see Todd representing at Old Boys' Day. And I think he has been to I think he has been to one of them. I know that um Ricky's so while other, you know, people in the club may not be the biggest Todd Carney fans, Ricky actually tried to. Bring him back from oh, and I'd
2: love it. to see Todd Blake. He could probably play, he's that talented, he could do a Jason Smith cameo
0: this season and probably do well. <laughs> when Jack, remember, they Jack- tried to bring him back a couple of years ago, it was about three four years ago after um, he, he attended it was actually Jared's wedding after the bubbler. <laughs> Yeah, well, years after the bubble. A couple of years after he came back from UK and he was at Jared's wedding and he spoke to Ricky and then Ricky went to the board and said, how about we play? I think it was when, after Hot Show did his knee and they said we can yeah. have him as a utility and stuff. And the board were just like, Yeah, no, I remember. Of course it was out the bubble. I knew that. But who was your fourth on the... Was it the Paul Alan Jones. Did you? The talisman. The talisman, Alan Jones. Yeah, we've got 100% record when he's in the box. Although someone said he was in the box at the man Manly Game camera, which I don't... That's unconfirmed. But he was in the box... Uh On in Magic Round, and he was in the box again. He wasn't in, in camera, but I'm
2: but I'm glad I got I'm glad I got um, Jason Croker right because I would have never been allowed yeah. on
0: this podcast again. But um yeah, that would make the most sense it'd be, because I don't think he's done it either. I I, I don't recall him having. Blo- he may have, but I don't recall him having blown the horn previously. It'd, it'd be Jason Croker, or you have to say the greatest ever camera Raider, Mal Meninga. They're the team, right? Well, Mal did the grand final, so that was us. Because he did the twenty nineteen grand final, so I was thinking maybe get. He's he's coming back though, because Mal, after the game,
2: when there was a rumor at last against the when he was on the telecast in the in the
0: bunnies game, he said, "Oh, he's going to be there at the Canberra Stadium, so maybe Mal will make a cameo." I'm never sure if um if Mal's back living in Canberra. He seems to like leave Canberra and move back to Canberra all the time. It's hard to keep up whether he's back living here. Or not, because I think his job at the Titans is pretty much ran its course. Um, yeah. Speaking of polls, last week on the show, you claimed not to remember this, but you actually suggested that um, that I run a poll. I remember I said that after I said that Zach Wolford is clearly better than Danny Levi. And and he's not said, clearly okay, better. You said, okay, put it to the people. Let's see what the people say. So I put it to the people. I ran a poll. <laughs> 158 people voted. 93% went for Zach Wolford. Personally, I don't think 150. Seven seven percent. How many how many counts have you got? Seven I don't, I don't think 158 people listen to this podcast. They do, a lot more than that. Lot more than that. It's about seven hundred. Um 93% uh yeah, went for Zach Wolford. And you know, I'm surprised Danny Levi got seven percent. Well because you. you're the only person, you're the only person I know that's that believes Danny Levi's a better option and hooker than Zach Wolford. And um I in fact made a meme which I haven't released <laughs> to the public but actually oh, had had is that coming had out Matt, Yeah, I don't know. I I only release it if I get your permission. Uh had Matt sitting on on alone on Danny Levi Island.
2: I <laughs> oh, haven't you posted that yet.
0: No, but, um, I don't I I don't want to post it. Cuz
2: I might the wrath of Lemnis. No, you, you, you get can put, no, you can post it. I, I still think look. It's a tricky one, right? Like the Wolford's played, in my opinion, his best two games for the Raiders the last two weeks. He was fantastic mm. on the weekend, and he's never let us down. And and I, I've never blamed him for a loss. And you know, there was some chit chat last year about his defence. I never noticed it as being an outlier. I think Wolford's a fantastic player. Um, yeah.
0: The, the the talk came out of the semi against um Parramatta, where they just rolled us rolled us up the guts. Well, I mean, don't
2: it's... I don't I don't blame him at all for that. No, I, ne- I no, never have. But I also don't. I also don't think there's that much of a difference between him and Levi. And and I'm I'm quite curious. And clearly, maybe I'm in the not just the minority, but maybe I'm wrong. Like um, there be such a, a small sample to be. I'm like I'm what seven percent. I thought Danny Levi has been pretty pretty good for us. I think his pass is good. I think his contact in defense is good. I think he makes the right decision when he wants to run the ball. And I I get it. I get that. We have a better winning percentage when Wolford's playing. You know what it
0: is with Just, Wolford since he's... What? 72%.
2: No, but I, I, you can't put it on Wolford. Like, you can't put the fact that we're winning on Croker. Like, I I love Jared, but he's not the difference to why we're winning. Like, he's got a good kick, but our side's gelling. Chris is getting more reps at fullback. You know, we've always had a forward pack that's, that's worked into the year, and suddenly yeah. now... We saw at, it on the weekend. Oh, my gosh. You know, suddenly, yeah. Papa is playing like the Queensland Papa that we know, Tarpany, and now Horsborough is moving on the edge. Like mm. like, like he's, he's shifting from left to right. It's amazing. And and we didn't have that at the beginning of the season we'll, when we had Danny Levi. We'll Levy. cover off of this.
0: We'll cover off the Levi-Wolford thing and then we'll go into that South game. Okay. But Danny Levi, do you know what the win percentage...
2: I love Danny <laughs> Levi. I love him. I love him. And, do you know and, what
0: the win percentage is with Danny Levi?
2: Someone okay. send this to Danny and let him know that I love him. Okay.
0: Do you know what the win percentage is with Danny Lever? At I don't know. 12%. Fucking, 25%. We've won okay. one out of four games this year that he played. Do you know what the one game that we've won that he played? What? It was one where he went off with the broken shore after like okay. 10 minutes, whatever.
2: Well, then if you're going to run this percentage bullshit, Blake, and this is where I might have to call you an idiot like the pork does, then shouldn't we be picking Matt Frawley over Jack Whiten?
0: Shouldn't it may we? happen. It may happen this week. <laughs> yeah, no, but it may happen. But percentages, it's not always. that. I big. know, I know. You know, and, and, and I, small sample sizes. I know. But I no, but I
2: I, I will gladly say that I, that um where I thought Levi was that much better player than Wolford, what I watched on the weekend, it's a lot closer than I thought. I still think Levi's a better player. Um, and I'm gonna walk down um, Garima Place one day, and some of Wolford's mum's gonna probably smash a watermelon over my head because you know he's he's bleeding for the club and he's doing more than i've ever done and i appreciate every single thing that that kid does for us
0: um and she's on social media and she i know i know, I know, she I sees know. Stuff and she <laughs> she likes stuff and she sees stuff she knows oh, and my head afraid, and Simon, not afraid to post
2: and simon's dad too like they they've done so much more for the club yeah, than they're I can, awesome that I could ever do, awesome. and and I appreciate them so much. And I mate, he he actually had a fantastic game on the weekend. Um, not only was his pass selection fantastic, his defence has always been exceptional. But he ha- he had a run probably about fifteen minutes into the game when we were losing six nil, and he took the ball and he kept his leg drive going, and it was the pivotal run that helped us get a good kick. They got a repeat set, so yeah. Um, I you know like. The kids doing how more much longer than I ever reckon, dreamed
0: of. How know? much longer do you reckon we'll be able to get away with that rolling mall play that we seem to be doing with um Zach Wolf? you knows how much that yeah. times, times again to so the end of the off season. I think <laughs> I
2: think we've we've now it, I watched I watched the game again today. Surprise, surprise. Um, so did you did you do a Lenevez? I did a Lenevez and I <laughs> how do you say it? Lenevez, Lenevez. Uh, who knows? It depends which cousin you ask, but. Oh man, we we played really well, and we and we had we were behind in the penalty count in the first half a lot, and South milked a bunch. I I'm I'm really proud of the way that we played, and and Jamal Fogarty is going from strength to strength, dude. Like his kicking game yeah. is, is exceptional. He, he
0: had a couple of Jack esque kicks to start with, but there was the one that the first yeah. set that, and then the, and he kicked one first time. I've seen him kick one out of the full, but apart from that, his bombs. He recalibrates real quick, real yeah. quick yeah. and those those bombs where we' d- you're just landing them, you know two meters out from their line and just absolutely just, it just belting those, them
2: it's those one percenters that we never had like we've had we've yeah. had a really good football team for under Ricky for about four or five years and and our fifth tackle options is what we're all bitching about as fans. And we've suddenly got a, a really good fifth tackle option. And it just, it gets repeat sets. It gets us in the game and it gets us
0: starting them off shitty, you know,
2: yeah. parts of the even field. If,
0: yeah. Even if you don't um, get a repeat set and, you know, they don't go for the grubbers as much. I don't know where they're worried about kicking them too far, but just those bombs and, and just landing, you know, on the line and just I know. packing Remem- them in the corner.
2: Remember two or three years ago when Ricky had no faith in our kicking so we were just dying yeah. with the ball every yeah. time, dying with the ball, dying it's with the negative, ball. negative, isn't it? And we all, we all trying to like, um, justify it by saying, Oh, we're giving over possession here, we're giving over, pos-. but now, yeah. but now we're getting, we're getting either a repeat set or we're giving one up or we're scoring a try for kick. And yeah, it's just building confidence. And you can see the team building confidence through the spine. It's, it's, we're, we're a yeah. legitimate think about, think back two months ago when after. You know, maybe the the Dolphins game or after the Penrith game, we're all talking about rebuild, rebuild, and yeah, and, and the media. I was the worst one, dude. We all were, <laughs> the, the media in Sydney were like, "Oh, you know, well Jack has to leave because he wants to win a I was packing him off.
0: I was packing him off. I said he could go. You know, <laughs> I already I already had him packed on a on the a Murray's bus. Yeah, no. <laughs> I we <was> all probably <laughs> driven by the pork. The pork is going to drive him up there. Um, but yeah, it was it was. A, the game started so well for us again. There's certain games where you, you just see that it was the same with the Brisbane game. You just see that first set. We have the ball. Yep. And you know, Oh my God, we really switched on and the Dolphins that, game. Yeah. Well that, that um, effort. Yeah. It was too. Yeah. That effort from um, Papa Lee, you know, that was vintage. He, that was like a state of origin esque effort. I think like you said, just a couple of minutes ago. I mean, that was based on that game. He, it would look right at home.
2: Well, he had two. He had two hundred meters in the first twenty minutes, and yeah. then, and he was the leader. So it wasn't him running off the back of taps. Papa, um, Papa was the one that set the tone, and then you know, obviously, Tarpany had some really really strong carries and got that offload that led to um, Horsburgh, and then yeah. Horsburgh, Horsburgh on the edge. My gosh, like that kid for someone that I was calling to leave first grade two and a half seasons ago to be able to be so dominant in the middle that he's being, you know, in the conversation for Queensland state of origin as a lock and then to step out onto the edge and play that well, I mean, I'll, I should, I should shut up and never be on a podcast for the rest of my life. Like that, Did you expect, <laughs> oh, did, look, did you expect no. him to play that good on the edge?
0: No, no. Did no you way. think, did you think he could move that quick on the edge? He he made something like forty-five tackles, and didn't have a miss. And the step, the stepping, the step. I, I remember yeah.
2: I've spoken to you guys on the
0: podcast before.
2: When he takes the ball, he loves to step to the left, and he likes to take the ball on the right of the ruck and go left, left, left. But just for him to score that try, it was just, you know, and I mean, admittedly, we'll get into team later, but it's. It was an exceptional performance by that young kid. And then you watch him on the Matthew Johns podcast or whatever it was, the Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just cool to see him recognized.
0: Oh, and we've said on the show before, if you don't like that guy, you don't like rugby league. Exactly. It's funny how he's kind of like a ridiculed figure. And now suddenly he's like everyone's favorite.
2: It's weird. It's weird. Our Our two
0: most celebrated players
2: are now like, six months ago, our two most hated, you know, how yeah. did said when he went into camp that half the thing he had to do in the first few days was try and win over everyone because they were. know. Him.
0: Well, because apparently he's pretty mouthy on the field. I mean, there's all this stuff he has been picked in the team and he's a grub and we'll get again, like we said with everything, we'll get into this later, but he's not really that he carries on, but he's not really that dirty. He's not like a, no. uh, like a, a Victor Radley that's going around whacking people. Like he's been sent to the sin bin twice. This season, yeah, no, he's 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 like Liam Martin. So he's the player that
2: you want on your team that sets the tone for everybody else. He brings the energy, especially yeah. in defence. Um, and him and and Jack, they like to they like to lead the line in defence, and that's yeah. what you want. And there's not one player in the Canberra Raiders that wouldn't want to play with him, and that's why no. he's been selected. And and that's why Liam Martin, you know, you, you talk to probably you know half the rugby league fans out there. They don't understand why Liam Martin keeps getting selected, and then you talk to the other half; they realise because of the the effort areas that he does. And I wasn't a fan of Liam Martin to be honest, and I never understood because yeah. mates of mine were like, "Mate, you play on the left edge of Penrith, whoever you are, you, you'll make state of origin, you make the, the you know the Australian side." And then probably. I remember watching, probably, <laughs> I remember watching hmm. Australia play uh, in the World Cup, and I, I got to see how much that, that guy does. And he's Hutto's right edge, but isn't he? But maybe right edge, but yeah, and kick hours left. left. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just watched how much work that kid does, and I realized Hutto's the same. Like he's, yeah. and if you listen to, um, it was last week, I think it might have been the half backed podcast that Tim and Sam Williams do about, oh, yeah, um, yeah. about the, you know, sort of the betting on a Friday. Um, Sammy was talking about, um, Hutto and how he's always, he's always in the game. Like he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's around a strip. He's around a try, you know, a kick and and that's not by fluke or by accident. It's because he's putting in a hundred percent effort all the time. So every single moment that he's playing, he's committing a hundred percent. So the luck goes his way because he's always yes. committed. He's always in the game. And that's just goes to show you he deserves what he's got. And, and I'm, I'm really, really, um, Looking forward to what happens tonight
0: and yeah, this last super. night if
2: you listening to this. But
0: <laughs> I'm super excited to see it. I'm a little bit nervous for him, but I'm sure he's gonna do well.
1: Hi, it's former camera raiders Captain Alan Tung here. And you know, I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week.
0: A lot of positives out of that game right. against South Sydney. Some negative the edge defense is still, you know, a real worry. I have to say. what, what what's your What's your view, and and what you know? What's the fix? Is there is there an easy fix? Again, I guess it doesn't help that we we don't even know who potentially is going to be playing. No, and and, and also
2: we we started to leak our we leaked our second try when Kotrick came on, uh, and you know he coped that fine um, when he came onto our right edge, and they scored that try. I mean they made two breaks down the left hand side. That first one really early on. The commentators got it wrong um, when the the lead runner took out Jackie, and then they ran inside, but. It's it's tricky. So many sides they try they attack that four defender. Was oh, is that the one
0: you say in the no try? And they're saying, What was that? Not
2: it was a no try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but that second try they they set up really well. It's it's really tricky because I guess our left edge we had CHN defending and now we don't know. Like, is, is Hardo going to back up? Uh, it's it's a big deal, like, playing two days later. I mean, I've yeah. heard I've heard in the past, you know, playing two days later is easier than playing it's out better. before. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like bullshit to me. Less like, swelling.
0: <laughs> like, seriously. It's interesting to see whether he'll back up because we're assuming he's going to play 80. I mean, I know Papa's had a pretty good record of backing up for us in the past, uh, but that's maybe when he's only played, you know, 30 or 40. Minutes in the middle when we will get through that the the contingency plans um but yeah the edge defence still concerns me if you look at the majority of um south's points they came on the back of um them getting good field position yeah. as a result of of penalties six and against and penalties yeah and that's still our Achilles heel when we can keep teams away you know when we control the field and which we're pretty good at with our forwards um. Well, we lost and, the penalty you know I mean? count 7-4 and
2: that penalty yeah, yeah, yeah. count was completely skewed in the first half. We blew that team off the park when it comes to metres gained, but, you know, Jack gave away that six again. Uh, that was led to the first try. Yep, on the sixth tackle. Yeah. And then yeah. the next set, they got a penalty on like the fourth tackle. I don't know, I, I it's hard, like in the modern game, especially when there's a lot of Changes in combinations. It's it's really especially against South Sydney. You know, they're probably one of the top yeah. three attacking teams, them Penrith and Sharks. Yeah. That if you give Cody enough space and time, and and he's playing an exceptional brand of football at the moment. There, there was so much talk after the game about how great Cody is, and he's playing, you know, the front man, the short man. We we ha- I thought we handled them pretty well. I thought the mm. game was was lucky to be that close. And I know they got in front um but I, I really do feel like we were the better team. I do feel like, yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I, I feel like. You know, Seb Chris is playing really well at the back. I know we might miss him this weekend, but we're, we're we're really in a nice place where we understand the way that we want to play. We can keep going back to our kicking game, and you know, and admittedly, if we if we get a little rattled like we did against Manly, or against Penrith, then we might struggle because we're not that expansive, but um we came up against a team that had won five or six of the last seven and and away from home and we won, you know, and, and I, I don't question our outside defense that much. Like I did earlier in the season. I know I think we've led in the
0: second most points in the competition. We which... have only team that led in more points is the Cowboys. They've led in like 330 and we've cause... let in three hundred and ten or something. We're averaging twenty six points scored against as a game. And yeah. we're scoring averaging like scoring twenty two or something. I mean there's a couple of blowouts that really obviously skewed that, but
2: Yeah, and that doesn't bode well for the end of the season. Like we can try and talk it around as much as we want in this podcast, but that that kinda might means we might miss out on the eight or but it's 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 funny. I don't and think I... we're gonna miss out on the eight. No, I've done the top four. I've done the ladder predictor, and we're coming first. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, we're we're anywhere from fourth to seventh. The way that I that I have
0: done that ladder predictor, anywhere from fourth to seventh is still, you know, is not a bad result. But obviously, um, top four, you know, is 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 where we want to finish. Man of the match? Who who was your man of the match? Did you go with Big Red, as most people had? I don't know. Big red taps or paps. I don't know. Um, I, I went, I initially went um, Josh Lee just because of the way he started the game. Yeah. He really set the tone for the game and he just came flying out of the blocks. He, uh, 54 minutes, 216 meters, 66 post contact meters and 33 tackles, zero missed. But then. His second, um, his second stint wasn't good. It was pretty quiet. Yeah. Well, t- well, yeah. Well, Tarpany, 68, me- uh, 68 minutes. 227 meters, uh, 102 post contact meters, and 50 tackles. No miss. Misses. Yeah, Tarpon yeah, Incredible. I think Tarpany's probably my man of the match. I think it's yeah. one of those two. Like,
2: Horsborough doesn't play that game without those two setting the
0: foundation in the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other one I think worthy of mention as well, of course, is um, Albert Hopwati, who's right. well and truly cemented his spot in the side. He, three tries, he should have had a fourth.
2: Oh, my God. Croker passed have the goddamn had a ball. A
0: I think I think if that had happened earlier in the game, Kroger passes that ball every time. But I think we'd already got a couple of tries, and he thought, okay, yeah, but that, here's that, my that was to the easiest
2: pass. And then that's the I other know. thing. That's the other thing. Like <laughs> Kroger doesn't he, he doesn't pass that pass, and he'll be the first to admit it. And and like I'm not. Piling on Croker, the reason why Hapawadi scored one of those tries is because of Croker's.
0: You'll amount. get a letter if you pile on Croker, oh, yeah. you'll get a letter as i as I got a letter. No, but one,
2: one of the one of the reasons why Hapawadi scored a try was because of Croker's amazing hands. Croker's, yeah, that first oh, try, yeah, those first hands. hands was like bang bang, it was so yeah, fast, he's and got so clean hands. and so good. But that one, he's that... a great,
0: he's a great, um. Player, if you're a winger to play outside of yeah because he knows when you look it. at nick kotrick or you know he's he's done he's served his wingers very very yeah. well over the years unlike you know it's, there's a lot of centers that bj lay grand final
2: 2019 <laughs> but,
1: but uh, what's, it,
0: what's his name that used to be he's at the dolphins now uh you and Akin. he's never passed the ball no. in his life and he tried to pass it you know earlier this season and you saw why he can't pass for shit although branko lee can on the other side but um yeah uh, uh, Toots
2: just should have... And that one pass, it would have given... I know. Uh, let's not do it Let's not it. But, but, but then if he cuts a later in the game, has pass to Jackie Boy
1: was, yeah.
0: not, was not a good one. Was Jack maybe a little bit... Like, a Jack, you know, he was a bit flat.
1: Yes, he you was. Know, that's the only thing. He was he, a bit he, flat. He
0: was more than a bit flat. He was
2: slightly yeah. in front. But then... Yeah. Thanks, like, Tommy Starling was there to... No, Tommy's...
0: And showed a clean pair of heels. Yeah. See, he's quick, man. He's... <laughs> He's been doing beach sprints (laughs) down at um down at Canbar Pool, (laughs) anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on to now what is um usually the most popular segment of the week, ass clown of the week. (laughs) And do you have an ass clown for us this week, Matthew? Uh, uh, yeah, have a think about it. I'll give you mine, okay? Have a think about it. Um, mine, mine was Peter Bedell. Courier Mail. This was the story. Eye Gouge Grub, Queensland brace for more attacks from New South Wales, hothead after two eye gouging offences that almost saw him sacked at Canberra. Four years ago. He's pretty much done nothing bad since. Peter Badella, the reason yeah. he's disliked, oh, he's an absolute ass clown. The reason um, Hudson Young is not liked, you know, amongst the rugby league fraternity, I think he's pretty mouthy. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that before. You know, he's the first. First person to um, tell you, you get in someone's face. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what Which, you know, it's passion.
3: No, but
1: it...
0: so when when Hutto does it, it's passion. When um, Jerome Luo does it, he's a grubber. We hate him. So it's all, it's, you know, one person's freedom fighters is someone else's terrorists. It's all just about your perspective, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but one's a edge back row who plays on the front foot and tries to dominate people, and the other's a 5'8 who barely runs the ball and plays
0: off the black of. Um, Nathan Cleary so we'll leave that there uh, we should um, talk about the Tigers game and have a look at the team list for this week because it's it's a controversial it is team list there was a lot of talk team list Tuesday there was a lot of anticipation for team list Tuesday and and there's a couple of names on the team list which I'm okay with but a few people are pretty up in arms about uh, interesting though, that our record against the Tigers it's, you know we are talking about certain teams match up well against other teams nine out of the last ten we've won against them yep Last time we met, of course, Raiders by 56, Tigers 10 at Leichhardt. But I see, think we got a better record at Leichhardt in recent times. Yeah. But what, what were you going to say, mate? I was going to say, but this is a new Tigers
2: team. This is a Tigers is. team that's
0: won three out of the last four. and They're coming. They, they're three coming out of the last five, maybe, or something like that. And, and this is a Tigers team that's featuring. We've been hearing for a while about, you know, they had some pretty good juniors. Mm-hmm coming through this system and we're starting to see some of these young, there's some great young guys in the back line and a couple of forwards as well that are, are really stand. But let's look at the Raiders team first uh, for the Canberra Raiders, number one at the back. Seb, Chris, will he play? I'm not convinced that he will. Um, you know, he looked to be pretty well hampered by that knee. Yeah. We had some mail. We had some mail in the week that it was going to be wrapping at fullback,
2: but it might've changed um, today. They're going to give him everything that they can, but it's,
0: he didn't look good, mate. He didn't look good. at No. Me. Cause I, you know, it was, it was, there's there hasn't really, i that I've seen anyway, been some sort of an official, you know, diagnosis of, mm-hmm. um, of what, what actually happened to his knee. But, um, I think the NRL physio on Twitter diagnosed MCL two mm-hmm. to three weeks. So yeah, just on the motion. Uh, then Nick Kotrick, um, he's back. He's back at, um, on one wing and on the other wing, Jordan Rapina. Still on 99 tries. Hopefully he's got an incredible record, try scoring record against the Tigers. I think he scored um, 14 tries against the Tigers in 11 games, including some pretty memorable ones over the years. So hopefully this week he can get over the stripe and notch up his 100th NRL try. In the centres, uh, Matt Timiko on one side. Mm-hmm. And then coming in, in place of uh, Captain Joe Cook, we've got Albert Hoppawate, who first time I've, he's turned out in the centres, um, in, in first grade for the Raiders but I mean he's he's looked very solid so I'm sure he'll do I'm sure he'll do a good job there then um, in the halves of course Jack White and uh, Jamal Fogarty starting up front Josh Papali'i and Pasami Solo who also looked to pick up a bit of a knock in that game against Souths but he came back and you know he got through the game so hopefully he's right to go. Zach Wolford of course at hooker Hudson Young named in the back row on yeah. the left hand side and I'm I'm not surprised to see him named whether he plays or not. We'll just have to wait and see. And then um Corey Horsburgh playing on the right edge again. Did a great job last week because and Joe Tarpany and also Jay Tarpany has been named captain, which is great to see. Yeah. In the absence of both Jared Croker and and um and Elliot Whitehead, he's he's harbored ambitions to be captain of the club. And it's great to see um, you know, he's got the C next to his name. And maybe, you know, next year, depending on what happens with Croker and Whitehead, he might be the captain. Moving forward, the other one, I guess, probably if I was to have a co captain, you think Jamal Fogarty as well, maybe it's yeah, it's, you know, it, seems to have great. it's interesting. I mean, Hutto said this week he'd like to captain the club eventually
1: at yeah,
2: one point, it. but but um, that was cool, yeah, it was cool. And because you want people to be putting their hand up to try and you know, captain the club, but I, I, I'd like to see Tarpany captain more than one game this year. I think he's, he's he uh, did
0: do one leg game last year, didn't he, he? He, did, and, he did, and and they yeah. and they
2: actually blooded him in a couple of press conferences. But I, I, I think he's he's the perfect captain moving forward, and and
0: you Know he's captain. The did he captain the the Maori team as well, all stars in the past? I, I think he may have as well. I
2: think he might have. And if you look at our bench, it's I mean, this is the one week that you know the pork's not here. This is the one week of all weeks that there might be a smoke screen. Like <laughs> our bench, <laughs> our bench, we've got 14 starling.
0: The bench is pretty five years. He's been waiting for the smoke screen,
2: I know, and it he's not even
1: here.
2: <laughs> 15's Gula, who played great on the weekend. Um, 16 which is the interesting one is Matty Frawley the Schumann, and 17 is Mariotta. so to have a yeah to have Frawley on the bench is incredibly intriguing
0: because he doesn't really cover much and well what i think this is my thoughts are that you know if Hudson Young doesn't play or can't get through the 80 Jack goes to left back row my gosh and Frawley comes on at 6 yeah well if you look at the extended bench you know you got um Danny because i look at that I look at that bench, sorry. I look at that bench and think it looks a bit light on, but we only rebrand really ran with two middles on the bench last week as well. And, and you know, we saw last week was the first week that Papa and Taps, um played really big minutes. And yeah. obviously, you know, they, they build up through the season. They build up those guys' minutes. Yeah. We saw it last year, and they're, they're probably halfway through the season now, and there's no origin affecting um, Papa. So the plan is for them probably to play 60 minutes.
1: minutes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And Ad as you
1: know, out of play. play, Out of play, great.
2: But then, if you look at the extended bench, we've got Danny Levi at nineteen, Smith Shields at twenty, Savage at twenty-one, and Holler at twenty-two. Those guys, those guys aren't edge back
0: rowers. No, no. But there's no one really. We've got a. Dearth of edge back rows currently in the club, and also, you just jumped. That's we're saving them for the extended bench. I'll, I'll get. I'll get the. You know, <laughs> we'll get into the extended bench later. But my point let's, is, let's have a look at the West
2: Tigers team. Yeah, there's no, but there's no edge back rows full stop. So that meant to me that means Hutto's playing, whether he plays ten minutes or thirty minutes, he's backing up.
0: Or. Jack Whiten goes there. And then, the only, that's the only possibility I can see. And then Frawley comes in at six. And then someone else. Then a. Then maybe you put oh, you who? who? Holler. Uh they'd probably put Savage or they. I, you know, this is the funny thing: we have an outside back on the bench. Every time Ricky names an outside back on the bench, we need like them. <laughs> we need them every single time. We go, why has he got an outside? Kotrick. What would have happened if we didn't have Kotrick on the bench? Would is, have been. Is, you know. is, uh,
2: next question: Is Kotrick an outside back?
0: I thought he was an edge-back rower last week. He doesn't look like an outside back. Well, I'm concerned about Nick Kotrick. I'm yes, concerned about Nick Kotrick. So Curry, am I. But I'll, we're saving that for who's got to left. We can't jump ahead of all our segments. Okay, West Tigers, let's have a look at their team. Jareem Buller, the young fullback's coming to the side. Um, at the start of the year, he had two players ahead of him for fullback. There was Staines and um, what's his name? The guy from Dane Laurie. Mm-hmm. The guy with the Panthers jersey in the back. <laughs> yeah, they're both the the
2: they're both terrible footballers. But uh, Dream Bull is like he was on a scholarship to play NBA, and then he, he it didn't work yeah. out, and now he's 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 been amazing for them. Like it's it's pretty awesome, actually.
0: Yeah, on the wing they've got um, David nifoluma and uh, Junior Tupo. Junior Tupo, we mentioned actually is, a, is last week on the show. I think or I can't remember which. Maybe I mentioned on the Green Machine podcast. I can't remember which podcast I was on last week. Uh, um, my mother preferred the Green Machine podcast, Matthew. Hello. Less yelling, and swe- less yelling and swearing. She said the people were much more polite. Uh, Junior Tupo is actually a Canberra boy. Went to your old school. Oh, no, I know. I told you that. And he's dating? Oh, I heard it from someone else. Apparently, apparently he's he's very quiet. Yep, and very shy. Did you hear that? I did. And he's dating a, a friend of mine's daughter. I wonder, I wonder how, uh at the time, I was kind of speculated how he kind of, so he was a rated junior, how he slipped through the grass. But apparently, you know, you can't keep everyone. And he was, you know, there were other players that they thought were going better, more highly rated. But he's looked great at the Tigers since he's got an opportunity. Speaking of people looking great, Stafford Toa. Mm-hmm. That game he had against um the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. He scored homes. He, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> did you say, did you say, he that is a dominant um game from a centre as I can recall. He had like five line breaks or something like that. It's just incredible. Uh, and then the other centre is Tommy Talau in the halves. Brandon Wakeman, um, the much maligned Luke Brooks, who uh, is coming off the back of a pretty good performance um in recent weeks as well. Um Stefano Utakumanu, who is nineteenth man. I don't know. Please, he'll play. Uh, yeah, he's not playing for the Blues, and also to the 18th and 19th man, men that they selected. Um, I don't even know if they flew over to South Australia. They were um players that were on the buy. Yeah, yeah, so that, that was why they brought him into camp. Uh then Appy Coruscant, named to back up at hooker. Don't be surprised if he doesn't play, considering that you know he, there's only one hooker on the field for New South Wales this year. So he's not going to get much of a spell. They're talking about putting on. They're talking about putting on Nico Hines to play a bit of nine. Uh, big Clemmer. Always plays well against the Raiders. Doesn't mind lifting his knee into the um players attempting to tackle him as well. Isaiah Puppet-Lee, he's kind of disappointed, you got to say. Uh, hasn't looked as good as he did at Parramatta. Obviously, different team, different system. He's actually
2: actually played pretty good in the last couple
0: of weeks. And, you know, Johnny Bateman
2: and, and Polo playing there in the 13 because they just, uh, for no Polo, because they just lost of Galway, but they that's that's a team that's you know tried to find their identity for a few months and they've won three of the last four or
0: five. Like it's it's a formidable yeah. game and it's a tra- Johnny Bateman will be, will be fired up for a big one. Yeah, it's a tra- I'll tell you this at the, at the start of the year. <clears throat> I was like, oh, I hope every Raiders fan you know still respects Johnny and doesn't give him a hard time. And no, they hate him. Do they? No, well, hey, it's you and I are the only two that still like him. I love Johnny.
2: Let me t- I'll text I know him. so do I. I'll text him now and see if he responds. He, he probably won't,
0: but um he only might only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Then on the bench for the West Tigers, we've got Jake Sibkin, um, Alex C Alex Twell. Get on him for a try. Please he's don't. He's probably paying like he's probably paying like I guarantee he's gonna score a try. It's the like blakerport curse. Uh and Asu Kapoa. Match officials, do you know who the referee is this week? They ma- are they they our mates or porks mates? Porks, porks, good mate. Jerry Sutton is the referee, uh, and in the um, in the box, the video referee Adam G. Adam G. I think is probably just about the best referee. I I would say in the NRL at the moment. I know he didn't have a he had a bit of a boo boo um, last week, I think, but you know, generally, I think he's pretty good. Jerry Sutton, interestingly enough, you know, that we talk about how bad our record. He's Jerry. with Jerry Sutton as our ref. And um, apparently it's all because he doesn't like the pork. Nothing to do with anything else. He just doesn't like the pork. Um, but actually, look, the last two times we played the West Tigers, we beat them handily both times. And Jerry Sutton was the referee both those games. Okay. So it's not but the and maybe, pro- maybe he hates the Tigers even more than he hates the Raiders. Right. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, yeah, looking at the team, you just got to wonder um, where Xavier Savage Fits in. I think, you know, when, when, when Chris went down with an injury, mm-hmm. you would have thought Savage would be coming into the 17, you know, at least one way or another, but still only on the extended bench, which I guess last week he wasn't even on the extended bench. So, you know, he's, he's a possibility of coming in. Interesting enough, when you look at the New South Wales cup team. Yeah. He's actually named, yeah. the New South Wales Cup team, a whole bunch of other people aren't. Yeah, Harley's not more named. more TBAs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I hope Peru is he named or not? He
3: no last Peru's not week
0: because last week Peru played one half of um of New South Wales Cup, and then oh, but actually, it's different because yeah, to me, that's where maybe the
2: the in you know, the smoke screen maybe we bring on a bench forward, um. It's, it's the savage mystery is tough, right? Like it, it feels like he's promised so much and so many fans of the club that have watched all the games feel like he might be the savior, but maybe, you know, we're, we're not seeing as much of what he's doing on the training paddock and we're not seeing as much as what he's oh, doing in reserve. grade. There has to be because clearly, clearly there's some effort areas to play
0: fullback in first grade that he's just not there. Cause he, he would be picked. He'd be there. I like can, it's, there has to be something happening that we don't know about because to most fans, they see what he can do on the field. You know, I think, well, he's an attacking weapon. And at times we look like we need, you know, yeah, X factor in attack, a bit of speed. Cause we don't have a lot of speed in that back line.
2: No, we don't. But fullbacks, the most important defensive position on the field. And one of the things that I've noticed is how Chris has really grown into that. Like we were all questioning why he was there at the beginning and, and you wouldn't find a Raiders fan that questions Sebastian Christian the last two or three
0: weeks. Like, he's been fantastic, and yeah. and it's not because he's well, he's definitely in our best seventeen. But whether it's at fullback, I'm still not sure. Like, no, he's not, either... Neither am I. But he's not
2: letting the side down, and we're not we're not questioning the lack of having a, a decent fullback, you know. And I I just yeah. I wonder if if that one position is the most. Pivotal position that we don't notice as you know, like non-experts watching, you know, like it's kind of like the little effort yeah. areas. And
0: he, he's... you think about you think about most premierships, though. You think about most teams that that win a comp, and the one is usually, you know, one of their bet. With of course it is. There's yeah. Argument, yeah, yeah. There's an argument that 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 Edwards, you know, wasn't elite. Now he is elite. But, but, I was, but generally, I, you know, teams I, go all the way, have an elite one.
2: But also wonder how many of those teams have a, a fullback that's in their first, second, or even third year. Like they they're generally in their third, fourth, fifth year, you know. Mm. Like and I and I, yeah. I I do wonder what's the best pathway to that for Savage. And yeah, it's it's sad because I I mean I, I I he was my number one fullback at the beginning. He was my pick at number one at the beginning of the year. So it's it's.
0: I think he always for all of us, but you know what I said um, last week, and I think I've been thinking about more. Have go back and have a look at that um first trial team that the Raiders put out. Yeah. It's all the reserve grade guys. And Savage was there. So you know, obviously they weren't from from even before he he broke his jaw in that trial. Maybe he wasn't gonna be something happened in the offseason or preseason or whatever that they didn't have him pegged as. Well, it just goes to stadium.
2: it just goes to show you how much you missed chance, right? Like like we, we but this time last
0: year, we, we we went all in on. Well, that's what Sabio. I mean. We, we,
2: we were all, but maybe it's because we didn't know what we were missing until it was gone. Like yeah. we're all so aware of of the new bright young thing in what Savage could bring because yeah. he can get on the outside shoulder, but Chance and what he did in defence and what he's done for New
0: Zealand yeah. is just exceptional. And the problem that Chance had this time last year was he got the yips under the high ball. I know. But you, I watched watched him last week. Um, in the game against the Broncos, he was outstanding. Right. He's incredible. He's right. absolutely. Well, here's a here's a question: Who would you take right now? Chance. Yeah, but it's not going to work out because of personal circumstances. No, of course. I mean, here's
2: another question: Who would you take right now? Steb, Chris, or Clint Gutherson? Gutha, would you? That's it, <laughs> man. Guther has some shockers in him, dude. He does, but I'd still F- take him. Fullback is a hard I so would put out a
1: poll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but fullback is such a hard position. It is such it has to it be is. the hardest position on the field. It and is. I just it is. I just wonder whether they whether they think he's it's the right thing to throw him in there because yeah. you know, yeah.
0: Anyway. Speaking of people who are known to
1: have a shocker, it's time for the shark. All right, what's up everybody? It's John. Fresh off the lamb. that's right. I've been exonerated, okay? I was falsely accused. All right, if the glove does not fit, mate, you must acquit, mate. All right? No proof. I'm an Australian citizen now. You can place that dog right up inside you. I am happy this week because I love beating South Sydney. Oh, my God. Not only do I get to pay my boy Nick Kraft out so hard, but I just, I don't know, I'm sorry. When South Sydney lose, rugby league wins, all right? You heard me. Used to think you were the blue-collar, working-class team. You could take that and write, stick it up your ass, all right? It's bullshit. You had Russell Crowe come along and pay for everything, pull your team out of the gutter, all the bullshit with George Piggins. It's it's crap, all right? You're a modern-day, you're the rugby league man city, All right. This is Wrexham, and this is horseshit. You're a glamour club. That's all you are. And you're going to choke in the finals like you do every single year. I know Latrell Mitchell's out. Cam Moore's (laughs) out. South Sydney. Nothing but excuse makers. Every year. Can I just take a second also to give big ups to my boy, CHN? And I want to let him know that everyone here at the Blake and the Pork supports him as long as he needs. Take it. Take all the time you need, my dude, because you know what? It doesn't matter. Football's stupid. Your health and your happiness going forward in life is what's it's what's ultimately important. All right. So, uh, all right, let's get to the mark of the shark this week. I'm done lambasting Souths. They're not worth my time. Just like how big finals wins don't seem to be worth Souths' time. <laughs> got them. That's all right. All right, mark of the shark this week. We're going back to the 90s with uh, some rap music. Yep, that's right. I like rap music, too. We got you some Raw Breed this week and a song called Rabbit Stew. I wonder why I'm picking this song. I don't know, but it sounds like this, okay? I think that's like Shabba Ranks brother or something. I don't know. All right, stick that one on Twitter, T-Mac. I love every one of you. Go, you green things. Aussie John. Yeah, you can't you can't get
0: rid of him. He's changed He's his name. Back. He's changed his name. He's coming He's for you. He's coming back. Now it's time for
1: who's got a lift? Who?
0: We flagged it before. Um, Nick Kotrick brought back into the side. Um, oh, when he came God. on the field, when he came on the field, he was like, "Oh no, it's Kotrick the crab again."
2: Oh, dude, I I, I don't know if I want to um, but tell. As the, the game,
1: I don't know if to tell
0: as the game went on, he I think he started to look better. But yeah, you know, I, I look at Nick Kotrick and I, I look at his at his body shape exactly. and he doesn't look like a footballer to me. He looks like a bodybuilder trying to trying to play rugby league. It's like who's gonna lift? Maybe Nick has got to do less lifting, <laughs> less time in the bench. If he like his Dude. physique I
2: don't know. is
0: ridiculous. But is it really the best for rugby league? I don't know. it looks a million miles from the player that burst on the scene, you know, three or four years ago. Remember it's get the ball and just go run the length of the field. Yeah, but it was it like he hasn't uh, looked he uh. hasn't looked anywhere close to doing that. And he looks like even if he got through the first line, he wouldn't have the speed. I mean, I, to I go all the way. I I uh the only reason I'm talking over Blake
2: right now, guys, is because I, I was texting him a couple of days ago and I don't even know if Nick's a first grader anymore. Like, it's it's hard to watch. Mm. And uh, I, 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 I don't want this to be out in public for him, but like, he crabs across field and just gets, they pick him up under the ball and they bend him back every yeah. run. Because he's very upright, isn't he, when he runs? Or... What's well, to your point, like, it's like he's doing chest weights and not leg weights. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's...
0: I, if you saw him at a music festival with his shirt off, you go, wow, that guy's got it's a great God, go yeah. And you go, he's definitely on the gear. He's definitely. I mean, I'm not saying in any way suggesting that he is on the gear. I think he's just natural. I think he's just got genetics that he just just puts on muscle like nobody's business. But yeah, I reckon it's, it's too many weights, not enough speed work, or or something. You Dude, know? Yeah, if and you seen a guy? Have you seen a guy that built get bent back that easily? It's just like, what's going on, like? Yeah, and maybe, he doesn't the, maybe doesn't have maybe doesn't have a gas tank as well. I don't know. You look at Hopewrighty, and Hopewrighty is now doing what Nick Cotric did in the past. He's doing it better. The effort's there. You never question it. He's bending he's, the line like um, like and he's a He's doing it. He's doing it for probably a third of the cash. That's the other thing about Nick Kotrick. I mean, he's got one more year after this year. He's not, he's not the output you're not getting, you're getting from him. We haven't seen it once this year, mate. Not once. He's not, he's not worth the money that he's, if he's on five or 600 K, you know, wing is probably a position after Nick's deal's done. I wouldn't be spending that money, much money on a winger ever again. No. And more important, there's more important positions on the field. You'd look, he's getting paid more than, than our current fullback, halfback, uh, hooker. You know what I mean? You should be spending that money on, on the spine. Yeah, and it's it's sad for him because he's a local guy. You know, this is where you bag someone. You give the backhand a compliment. You you, you back. No, but we also we, we invested
2: and in, we invested on trying to bring him back from the dogs, and you know, and maybe, it hasn't worked out. Maybe we thought like he was because he was fantastic when he left to go to them, and he went to them for like yeah. eight hundred, and and maybe we thought we were the club that could fix him, and you know, maybe we still are. He was a centre growing up.
0: And we've moved. He him. wanted to play center. And that was one of the reasons why, I know. you know, he wanted to go. He probably wanted to experience life in Sydney and then decide that he had things pretty good back home in Canberra, but he wanted to play center and he he tried center at um, Bulldogs. It didn't work out. But, you know, if we, if we can get some of our, I know we're missing a lot of
2: outside backs and one of our outside backs in the beginning of the season has been named for the Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> Whether or not he plays. <laughs> we're Sammy's you playing say, this
2: weekend,
1: guys.
0: Because Talangi could back up from from Origin, and then Sammy's back to the Blackhawks. Would you t- do? You want Sammy in the club right now, Blake?
2: I never wanted him to leave, Matthew. Exactly. We all. I love Sammy. He would be. He'd be named this weekend if he was still at the Raiders. He would be Maybe. named. Maybe. Sammy, right anyway, now, so right, right, right now, he, he, Blake. Look at me. Look, we're on Zoom right now. Look me in the face. If we, if I love you, semi. Yeah, I love a semi. Yeah. If if you were to pick semi or Nick this weekend, for the Raiders, who would you pick? Uh,
0: it's, it's semi, dude. It's semi. Probably, probably, probably Nick Cuttridge. Um, James Schiller is the other one, of course, the outside backs, but he's out this week with concussion. But uh, good news, Elijah Anderson due back any week now.
2: I oh, know we're missing a bunch, and that's the other thing. Which Trey is Mooney's still out to around exactly, sixteen. Or to my point,
0: yeah. Trey um, Mooney would probably get a, a first grade game this weekend if he was around. Yeah. Anyway, there's been something that has uh, actually annoyed me in the last week, and it's made me want to go on the blast. Yeah. And uh, the thing that annoyed me during this week, it actually annoyed my son more, and he pointed it out to me, and and I agreed with him 100. percent Was the DJ at a core? Is it a core stadium? Whatever it's called, what's the one in? Homebush, yeah, the Olympic Stadium, the yeah, Accor Stadium, yeah.
2: What's wrong and with the, Pro- what's wrong Corey with the Hadiwiranira?
0: There's Corey and Ira down there on the ground. Everyone's staring at solemn faces. He puts on Nick Cave, like <laughs> Do don't he? play music. Do yeah, Red Right Hand. It's like I'm already feeling, buddy, awful and depressed <laughs> as it is. We don't need the somber <laughs> tones of of Nick Cave. Just how about show some respect? Don't play any music with yeah. right some guy on the ground. You know, the buddy in a, having a serious medical episode. I thought whoever that DJ is, the South's DJ, he's an ass clown. Uh, he is an ass clown. I just hope it wasn't DJ Albo. <laughs> no and, uh, no, a South fan <laughs> and part-time DJ. So he's,
2: he's never allowed in Landspeed Records?
0: No. No. He's, yep. Albo comes into Landspeed. Have I told you that? No. Albo land speed records yeah he does
2: yeah you did tell me and he bought all the, yeah. the the australian records before he was giving yeah. them to someone australia day yeah. last year or whatever it
0: was that's yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah anyway now it's time to look at the extended bench who's on the extended bench we'll go through the raiders one quickly because you already revealed it but hojepapuru's 18th man Um, you always saying last week he um played half of Half a, same thing with Savage. You play half a game in reserve grade and then they put him on the bench.
2: Right? This this could be the one week where I reckon he might come up. Actually, I got a feeling. I do have a feeling that the extended he's bench...
0: getting close, he's getting tantalizingly close. But he's not really in ed- People are saying, Why don't you play him on the edge? He's not really an edge, yeah. But so we don't, a, but one of the a, half or a, a Tarpity can play on the edge. He's a six, six, nine, or 13. Uh, yeah, Tarpity could go back to the edge. That was the other option. Yeah. I Danny Levi at 19, he won't be coming inside. So. No. Uh, Harley Smith Shields. Possibility. I think he's done pretty well um, in in the centres in New South Wales Cup. I mean, Morkus has probably been a bit more uh, had a bit more spark and attack, but in terms of like just run metres and being pretty solid. Yeah, and Morkus is not named. Morkus is named in reserve grade, so yeah, it might be good for him to come up and play a game actually and play really well. Like it might. Yeah, I thought that he would have been a good option because defensively, you know. He had his issues on the left edge, but you know Matt Timoko's had his issues as well, but he kind of knows the players, the systems, and the calls. Uh, I suppose putting someone there who's never been there, just one game. Xavier Savage, 21, the chance still to come in, and Peter Holler, 22. Looking at the extended bench for the West Tigers, we've got Brent Naden.
2: Two uh, Hardwick's. Yeah,
0: that many? Mm -hmm. Asatasi
2: James. No Hardwick's. Dane Dane Laurie. (laughs) Half a Hardwick.
0: Justin uh Matamua. no Hardwicks and Talon de Silva. minus two Hardwicks <laughs> so I think I think we're we're in agreements we're going to give the extended bench this week to the Raiders thank you Paul yeah anyway, oh, are we forgot to, I forgot to say I'm not doing all the sponsors here uh but Honestly, I think most people are probably getting sick, sick of our fake sponsors. Yeah, because they're not
2: part of It's like so
0: we...
1: if you're going to pay <laughs> us some shit
0: sponsors, cop up. Because you listen to um, you listen to like raiders on mix on on commercial radio here, and it's like, oh my god, just half of it is just talking about the sponsors. So the the new regime, I know. With, pork um, keeps with... calling out all these sponsors because he wants free shit.
2: Sorry, pork.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> only spot, the make...
2: only sponsor of this podcast is Land Speed Records. And
3: Audio-Technica. It is. It is. Okay. Now it's time to rip in with Arnie Jay. G'day Raiders fans. A real gutsy win on Saturday. Wolford was fantastic. Papa and Taps built the platform and a hopper hat trick. Big Red kept Katie Walker honest. Still some defensive concerns, but a fantastic result. So on to the Tigers this week. The Tigers' in-game stats look better on paper than their results and they continue to improve as the year goes on. They are second in the comp for offloads average per game. They are third best conceding the least penalties and miss the least tackles. The good news for us is they are second last for points scored per game and bottom four in the comp for points scored, line breaks and try assists. They play a simple game plan of completion rather than razzle-dazzle. So how do we win? The Tigers concede 49% of tries on their left-hand side. So get early ball out the horse, tim and Rapper on our right. Plenty of short passes up the middle, increase the offloads and compress our defence away from our red zone. We will be down on troops again this week. But if we can bring the same up-tempo footy as our Rabbits game, we should come away with a comfortable win. Enjoy your footy this week and go, you green machine.
0: Something, something doesn't uh. sound quite right about Arnie J this week. I don't know, he's, He doesn't seem as sort of upbeat and energised. I hope he's
3: alright. A
2: lot hasn't sounded with Arnie J since he was dropped in his head <laughs> as a young man, but it just keeps getting
0: worse. Because he got stung by all the bees. Yeah,
1: all the bees, the, bee, the bees, the bees. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. All
0: the bees. Anyway, now it's time to find some reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part 3. Matt, you're looking very cheerful right now. I'm all- I mean, we just beat the bunnies. Yep. Cody Walker. You know, whenever Cody Walker walks off the field looking unhappy. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> a little part of you feels warm inside. I know. I I I'm, look, I'm cheerful
2: because I know Toots is gonna make his 300. I'm also cheerful because I have I do have a soft spot for the Balmain Tigers, not the West Tigers, but Balmain. One of the reasons I've alluded to this on a podcast in the past. One of the reasons why I'm Oh in.
0: Junior Pierce. Yes,
2: exactly. Um and Matthew Junior. Junior Wayne, we?
0: I looked for it on YouTube. I can't find it. Does yeah. your mum have like a VHS something?
2: Heather, she she probably does. Um, we got to rip it. We've got to rip it. Oh, we do not have to rip it. But I've also spent a Father's Day at Campbell to, uh, Leichhardt, and now my reason to be cheerful is last weekend's game to watch um, to watch our club and our side grow and certain players step up like Horsburgh, um we're watching the evolution of a of a a club that doesn't rely on certain players. You know, like we've noticed over the last four to six weeks, Jack hasn't played his best game every game, and we're still winning. Fogarty's starting to play better every game, and, and I have a feeling that we're going to be okay as a club. So my reason to be cheerful is I'm looking at a really competitive side that um, I do feel like is going to make the eight. And, and I reckon we can beat anyone, you know, I really do. So, yeah. and if you think about it, like our the, our two biggest wins, we've beaten the Sharks and we've beaten South and we've beaten the, Brit- the Broncos. Like, absolutely. They're, th-
0: they're three of the best four sides in the competition. So Three of the four that people pretty much are all saying, uh, you know, just about locks for the top four. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, I, I, there's plenty to be cheerful but I mean, Hudson Young, um, being an origin yeah. it's a reason to be cheerful. Yeah. It's always good to see, you know, players um that are performing well for the Raiders get a call up because in the past that hasn't always been in the case and you know maybe that's a reason for players not to want to stay at the Raiders. And one
2: of the great things about
0: and one of the great things to your point that Hideo talks about in his development
2: was about what Ricky spoke to him and about how Ricky said um and Hideo's get a girlfriend <laughs> but how your
0: the, your life off the field reflects your life on the field, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you see, we're seeing it with um with horse as well. He's you know he's in every conversation now. Yeah. He's getting you know he's getting the shine, he's getting the exposure. So it's a sign that the club's going well. That these players are shining, you know, at the club, and that it's not the case of in the past. Yeah, you know, I remember the early two thousand stuff where where someone like Joel Monaghan, you know. They probably felt they had to go to a rooster's, so they had to go to a, to a yep. bigger club if they wanted to go to that next step. Whereas yep. now, you know, if, you, if you're good places, enough, but... you'll get
2: there. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, listener of the week time. So, listener of the week this week is Veronica, who is a very loyal Raiders fan and a very loyal very. Um, listener <laughs> of Blake and the Pork. And, um, last year, I don't know if you remember when Ricky Stewart got stood down after, um, the weak a dog. The, the weak a dog comment. Pork requested someone show up to the, gr- the ground the next game with a sign saying "Free Ricky." Veronica was there with her Raiders by fifty-six free slash, Ricky sign. free Ricky sign. So, Veronica's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> Veronica got in touch during the week. She um, had a bit of listener feedback for me. She wrote me a letter. It's not so much just like a, a comment. Um, it's a word document on a post. Yeah, it's 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 a word document with you know punctuation and paragraphs i'm gonna read it out it's pretty cool i'm gonna read it out really blake to say that people got it wrong about jared's man of the match performance not just on one podcast but two as greta would say how dare you as usual you chose to use stats on missed tackles without even mentioning the really really crucial ones he made especially given the absence of usually reliable assistance from others who left him out to dry at times no we fans are not stupid and blindly sentimental We saw a game where the team as a whole was putting in an ordinary performance and we saw the captain trying to get back to them into uh, rhythm and doing more than should be expected of him as an individual player, despite, as you pointed out in yourself, having all the track directed at him. So I think, you know, I do take this this feedback on board. I mean, I was a bit sort of judgmental of the fans saying they were idiots for saying that Jared Croker and also saying that Pork was an idiot for saying that Jared Croker was man of the match, but I mean, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. It was a tough one. Like that, that, particular game, he really
2: tried to make a difference. Yeah. Whether he made a difference yeah, is different, but I, you know, and one of the things that can't be understated, I guess, is, is the effect that he's had on, on, on the, the side in the last couple of months. And for someone like Veronica to write an, a, a word document to you, it, it just goes to show you how passionate, how loved he is and how passionate some of our yeah. fans are. And, yeah. And, and Veronica. So continues.
0: Try and get and then the, to follow up, she, she mentions you a bit later, so I'll get to that. No, well. she and then to follow up with a patronizing backhanded compliment about how he tried hard. <laughs> Indeed he did, as he always does. And while he sometimes failed, like others, um, to contain bad situations, his experience and efforts were instrumental in saving others. Not only did you ridicule Jared as man of the match, you also went on to imply that he was the primary, if not principal cause of the defeat. I don't think I went that far, Bronco, but I, I get where you're coming from. i may my ass. Um, <laughs> As though he brought the rest of the team down. And of course, there was another whipping boy, Elliot, who played nearly the whole game injured and still scored a try and almost had another, but for a bad call. But of course, it was never really, it, but of course it was really his fault for not running straight. Um, that was because I said, yeah, if he just run straight, he would have scored the try anyway. Uh, and with him, two people always quoting his missed tackles, but never quoting that he usually topples tops the tackle count as well. Barney Jay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's sad that the importance of both captains' leadership roles is not recognised enough. We did kind of say, you know, there are, there are things that we, you know, we can only sort of give our opinions of what we see on the ground or at the TV, and you don't really know you know what happens um in the sheds behind the goal line at training furthermore it really grinds my gears when people preface their negative or derogatory comments on a player with oh but i really love him something yeah i'm I'm definitely guilty of i mean you may as not be as genuinely anti um jared as some who don't try to at least hide it but it doesn't sound very convincing when you go on to make the same negative comments I was disappointed and upset as anyone about the way we uh, the game played out, especially losing the Manly yet again. Over many years, I've learned that you have to get behind all the players in the team, even if you're not particularly keen on them or their form. Um, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Uh, in summary, I'm dismayed that you chose to denigrate the clear and legitimate choice, fans' choice of man of the match. After all, we all watch the same game, and while you may disagree, to, disagree, it does not make it the wrong choice. And that's I I take that on board 100% front of current. And you know, people are entitled to their opinions. And yeah, I thought otherwise, but doesn't mean that the fans were wrong. In protest at your comments, this is a good bit. I will be not wearing my Raiders by 56 beanie to the next three home games. <laughs> we love you. Also, mention, we love but you. But I do not always listen to that other podcast, but was prompted to do so this week to see if you might make it. Make me like it better. <clears throat> Veronica. Pierce. I am not uh, on the burst with you alone. I have to say that most fans seem to agree with the absence of Zach had a huge impact on the game. And it's difficult to believe that our matt did not see that. Our uh, matt oh, I love you, Veronica. <laughs> having a go you about Daniel Levy? Oh, I would gladly. As a matter of disclosure, PPS, as a matter of disclosure, <laughs> I happily admit I'm one of Jared's biggest fans and always will be. His ongoing co- contribution to the club cannot be understated. His 300th game will be a massive achievement, not just because of what you call sentimentality, but in genuine recognition of his astounding, special, and successful career, which I personally hope will continue well beyond that game. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks for your feedback. She actually sent me me another letter since, and she's softened her tone somewhat. She's slightly less angry with me now, and she said that she will be wearing her greatest by 56 beanie to Jared's three hundredth game. So, no, thanks for listening, Veronica. Thanks for your um, feedback. We appreciate all feedback, and we She's take it all on board. She's the front runner for Listener of the Year with that. Oh, absolutely! With that amazing kind of um, response.
2: No, we're we're all just fans, Veronica. Like I, I don't protest to no know more than you do, and we love it when our listeners write back and 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 tell us what they think because. We're just a a couple of mates, you know, that have come together on a podcast and trying to have a laugh. There's there's just a there's a bunch of friends that all care and bleed for the Raiders. And and if you want to write about any of our opinions and send it to us, we really appreciate it because we don't value our opinion over yours for any moment. Yeah, Um, and we we just care about our club like you do, and 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 we're often wrong. Like I'm I'm gladly proven wrong when it comes to the germ, and I (laughs) I, I, I I'm still going to live and die by the Levi thing, but.
0: You're still, I'm I, releasing. I'm releasing the main. Danny but, Lever, yeah, do and, it, and, <laughs> and, 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 I,
2: and I hope I'm wrong because if I'm wrong, then Wolford's playing amazing, yeah. right? Like if I'm wrong, but, then he's playing great, and and clearly Toots Tuts's effect is is it's one of the greatest things that the Canberra Raiders club has probably experienced in the last twenty years because yeah, he's come back and we're winning. It's we're all gonna we're all gonna. Sit back and talk about this, and maybe do a podcast about this in a decade, about 2023 when Jared Croker came back into the side and we started to win.
0: What, whatever yeah, happens, won whatever, the Premiership. No, whatever happens, we went all the way. No, but you whatever, ha- but whatever happens yeah. this year, like because Don Furness said some, um, we were one some, and
2: five. Whatever yeah, happens, Don
0: Furness said some good. It's funny because we were because we would start off last year badly as well, and we kind of like no, no, we'll we'll come good. Mm-hmm. It's actually happened, which is, you know, great to see. Don Furness said some great things about Jared this week. And he said that, you know, he loves him and he wishes that he had 13 Jared Croakers because he's one bloke that's never caused him, you know, yeah, he's, he's a... never got a call. McCarty <laughs> Breezer. He's never got a call to go bail Jared Croaker out of bloody the lockup at at 3am, at which yeah. is the same can't be said for, you know, plenty, plenty of the other players um over the years. But yeah, look, it's, I sometimes do find it, you know, a bit um, – it kind of hurts me at times to to be critical of, of certain players because, yeah. you know, people have feelings, they have families, they have mothers that, you know, listen to things or see Facebook posts or whatever else and, you know, they they, they pull you up on it at the times. Um, but at the same time, if, you know, someone on this podcast needs to be sort of um, speak a bit more freely because the poor – has admitted he will never criticize anyone. He's a team man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. He's a company man. And um, you know, if if we were all like that, it wouldn't necessarily be the most um honest or interesting podcast.
2: So well we're here for a discussion, right? And we're not yeah. here we're not we're not claiming that we know, but we're just trying to ask questions. So we're not trying yeah. to claim that we can select a better team. We know more about rugby league than anyone than in that club. Anyone in that club, really. Yeah. But we're just trying to have a conversation that we want to bring a bit of humor to it, a little bit of a reverence. You know, there are other podcasts that also try and do something, but we try and bring a bit of lightness, a bit of reverence, yeah. you know, a little bit of levity. And if you enjoy it, listen. If you don't, that's a, that's that's a shame. But you know, we're not we're not trying to be experts because no. We just want to be that's part of a we want to be part of a community that we all celebrate the side and the club and and gladly be wrong. like I, we, I, And I, I've admitted, like, yeah, Blake, I've admitted so many times on this podcast that I've been wrong about Hawesborough. You know? I'm glad when I'm right about Emre Gula and I hope Semi Velomai <laughs> scores three tries for the Cowboys this weekend. <laughs> and I'm going to be right about Semi
0: because I think he's a fantastic first. I hope we beat the West Tigers this weekend, 56 to six. So do I. And I hope that six, that six West Tigers points comes from uh, X <laughs> <Storing under> 12 <laughs> in the 79th minute, and he kicks the goal. <laughs> Thank you. and then let him have the goal. Why not? Why not? Uh, merchandise, we do, of course, have merchandise. Rugby league merch is the place to get all our shirts, hoodies, etc. etc. Um, rugby league merch. Uh, there's still time to grab yourself a Toots 300 shirt. Um, hopefully, in time for the game, select Express Post, and they hopefully they'll get get it out to you in time um and of course we still have the Raiders by 56 beanies as will be worn by Veronica at uh, Jared's 300th game yep. grab those from landspeed.com.au. coming up after this week we're going uh we're heading at home Friday the 9th of June of course the 300th game against the Warriors uh that's followed up by the buy and then um the game after that is Sunday the 25th of June we're playing the Roosters at six fifteen pm on a Sunday. So that must be that must be after the second origin game. It is. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, so... there's no there's no Thursday games in the origin period, and instead they're playing an extra game on a Sunday. So yeah, that's we'll be playing that on a Sunday against uh desperate roosters team. Yeah, we play the Roosters on the Sunday and then we play again the
2: following um Friday, which is a short turnaround against the Titans. Yeah, uh, so it's the draw. When I mean, we spoke about it earlier in the season, we, we, our buys line up pretty good. So if we can, if we can win both these games on the weekend, that'd be fantastic. If we can win on the next two weeks, if we can win one, we're sitting pretty solid. You know, like there's now there's a there's a couple of good articles that have popped up um, recently, and and one of them goes into you know the the draw in the season and how there's so many buys. It's written um, on the raw. So if you want to jump on the raw dot au, yeah, it's a it's pretty interesting read about how certain teams are higher than they should
0: be and certain are lower. But the Raiders have... Back- AJ myth yeah, Mithin. AJ shout out AJ Meth, aka Lord funkyton Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing as people point out. Some teams have already had two buys, yeah, exactly. Well, after this round, will have had two buys, and other teams have had no buys.
2: So, it's just bizarre. So some teams on the ladder are two or three point, two or four points ahead, even though they've won less games and. The Raiders, our buys are pretty spread out, which is fantastic for our club. So other teams have already had two. Some, I mean, from now until the end of the season, I think the Sharks have one left. So it's it's a slightly skewed ladder. But knowing that our guys are going to get a rest, I have a really
0: strong feeling that we're going to make the top six, hopefully top four. Panthers have had two buys. Yep. Sharks have had two buys. Storm have had two buys. Titans two buys, Roosters two buys. Meanwhile, Rabbitohs haven't had a buy yet. Yep. Eels haven't had a buy yet. God, they need a buy. And the poor old Cowboys, no buys. Yeah, no, the Cowboys had a rough trot. So the
2: Cowboys are going to get three, and that, and a buys a win on the ladder. So it's it's a it's
0: a bit of a funny old system. Hmm. Hmm. All right, well, we've talked for far too long. Um, so we should probably go now, Matthew. Say good night. I am it's
1: good night from him,
0: good night from you, good night from me,
2: <laughs> and it's good night from me. <laughs> Love you guys. Lake
1: and the Pork.